I'm Hans. And I'm Laura. And we, we love, love to, to go, go to, to the, the movies. movies. Before the pandemic, we loved to go to the theater and watch a film on Saturday. And now we're doing it in our living room. But one way or the other, the one thing we love more than watching the movie is discussing it. So now we get to do it with you and a cocktail. So enjoy. Hans, Hans and Laura, Laura go, go to, to the, the movies. movies. Hello, movie fans. This week we watched the 1987 movie Moonstruck, starring among an all-star cast, Cher and Nicolas Cage. Right. And this is a story of Loretta, played by Cher, who falls in love with the brother of her fiancé, who is played by Nicolas Cage, the brother, not the fiancé. And the movie sort of revolves around their love story and also extends to the love story of Loretta's family members. I think that's a pretty decent synopsis right there. Um, Why we watched this movie is kind of interesting. I I don't think that this was on my radar or Lars' radar. Nope. Uh, However, uh, apparently this has been a bit of a a cult movie during the pandemic era and has been attracting record numbers of views um, through various streaming services. So this piqued our interest as to what it was about a movie from 1987 uh, that would have such a resonance today in the pandemic of 2020. Right. And I think there's a lot of reason, and I'm super excited to talk about those reasons. Yeah, but, so am I. But first, let's talk about what we're drinking. Let's do that. All right. So we are drinking sidecars, which are fruity, light, and delicious. And very lemony. Laura, what did you think about Moonstruck? I thought that hands down, Moonstruck was absolutely the perfect pandemic movie. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I have to say I agree. I enjoyed 99.7% of the moments of the film. Okay. Um, I liked almost everything about it. I honestly have like no critiques. Except for that I thought Nicolas Cage was a little bit too angry. And that I thought that his the anger of his character did not age well in a 2020 world. Where like it's not really appropriate to scream at people for no reason. But that was such a small thing. And it was also sort of important to his character. And I'm sure it played well in 1987. I just think if that a remake was done of the movie, he would need to be a little softer. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But with that exception, I don't have anything bad to say except for I loved it. I loved all of it. I, I love the New York City skyline. I loved the fake giant moon. I love the fact that the grandfather had like six dogs and that was kind of weird. Whereas like today having six dogs just sort of makes you normal. Like I loved, I loved everything about it. You know, Laura, I have to agree. This really sort of blindsided me in a lot of ways. There is so much to love about this movie, and it's hard not to find it both um, 
comic and heartwarming and charming, charming. and the perfect amount of nostalgia. Yeah, but somehow not really sappy either, which is 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 interesting. It's it's a it's a it's a solid movie, and you can get an idea for why it was as popular as it was at the Academy Awards that year. Yeah, I mean that's the thing too is that it's not just that it's a charming film, but no. it also was nominated for several Academy Awards including Best Picture, and several Academy Awards were won. It did not, of course, win Best Picture, but, you know, Cher won Best Leading Actress. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's um, it's 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 really interesting to see. And I, I thought that, you know, the, the points that you make about maybe there being some aspects that maybe wouldn't have been played out the same way today, maybe Nicholas Cage's character would have been more brooding than than angry than angry perhaps but you know otherwise aside from some some plot points and obvious um just you know changes in society do you know the the, the look of the city the 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 the, the fashion etc um the, the movie i think held up shockingly well Yes, absolutely. I, I totally think that's true. And maybe that speaks to a really great film is despite its age, it was still really entertaining. And it was more than just entertaining. It it also still felt like a really good film. I sort of went into watching it thinking, this is going to be a throwaway. We're going to watch this. And we're going to be like, well, that was a movie, but in fact, I found that I really enjoyed it. So I'd like to, to throw out a, a thought for you, Laura. Do, do you think that this was almost a revisionist screwball comedy? You know, I actually had that thought yeah. during the movie. I do think it might have been a revisionist screwball it comedy. It wouldn't have been in the most classic sense. No. But, but, but there were elements of it that really that were really screwball comedy-like. For instance, falling in love with your fiance's brother, and and then and then similar things happening to basically everybody in the in the in the entire storyline. And then in the end, the fiance didn't want to marry her anyway, mm -hmm. which meant that the brother and her could live happily ever after. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention just the dry sort of humor of it all. Yeah, you know, I, I think that that's I think that that's really uh, the, the 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 plot itself was was entertaining and and both um uh, engaging but but not gut-wrenching at any point but but again not sappy yeah and i think it felt really classic and i think your observation and sort of my observation about it being a revisionist screwball comedy speaks to this is that it felt very very classic which made it very comfortable but it still felt new and fresh even 30 years later. Yeah. 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 It's, it's true. You know, the, um, I, the, uh, the, the acting I would bring up also, I found to be, to be really enjoyable performances by basically everyone in the movie. I, I think every single character was a unique character that I enjoyed watching and that brought something interesting to the, the story. And I thought that all of the actors were, or all the characters were, were played very well. And, you know, I've got to be honest, I am not one who... 
typically enjoys Nicolas Cage. Okay, so yeah, so he was gonna. I was gonna go to to to, to Nicolas Cage second, but you know, Nicolas Cage is, I think, an actor that maybe I I don't really know enough about because he's been in a lot of movies, um, and um, and and for a reason, clearly, and I think that this this movie really shows that you know some of the the range of 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 his performance and. And I, I thought that, that that Nicolas Cage was great in this movie. He was he was great in this movie. Um, Cher is a famous name, famous performer, uh, famous actress, but not somebody who is sort of of my generation, I suppose, um, or at least not someone who I have ever spent a whole lot of time caring about, I suppose. And that sounds mean but it's just you know, that that's not it's just it just it, it it well i but but this movie i guess reminds me or brought to attention sort of why share is share right and i would agree with that completely because if you asked me to tell you a little bit about share before we had watched this movie or discussed watching this movie i would have been like oh yeah 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 the singer share, you know, Sonny and share, I did, you know, share. And then you might've said something like, and she was, was she an actress? And I would have said like, Oh yeah, yeah. Because she was in mermaids. That would have literally been my thought mm. when it comes to share, which just honestly sort of shows my own ignorance surrounding this era of film. I think probably this era of film is a little bit of an uncanny Valley for me. Sure. Um, because it's neither old enough to really be classic nor new enough to sort of be in my life canon of film. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she definitely proved her chops in this movie and she, she was very, very watchable. And I, I thought she did an excellent job. I thought she was great in it. Sure. Sure. As did as were as were basically all the other all the other supporting supporting actors in the movie. I think absolutely, yeah. Um, you, you know, I I walk away from this movie also with sort of just far too many um, lines from it that I want to repeat all the time. Uh, it almost seemed kind of crazy how many lines of this seemed like they should basically be iconic lines, right? And and, and and so I thought that the writing was 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 really was really snappy and, and nicely done as well. Well, I agree with you, and so do the Academy Awards. You know, and it's not often that you say that about writing in a uh, you know in, in what is essentially a, you know a a um, a, a, com a, a romantic comedy, right? You don't oftentimes walk away from a romantic comedy saying like the writing was really good. Um, and, and yet I think that that was, was the case here. I, I find it rather funny, Laura, we're both gushing over this, uh, gushing over this, uh, what, what are we talking about? 33 year old movie. Yes. So I happen to, um, I happen to know that the year that it was released in 1987, um, MGM who released it did not think that this was going to be a successful movie. And they were, in fact, hedging their bets on the other movie that was released, I think, the same week as this, which was Overboard. Is that a comedy with, like, John Candy? No, Overboard has, um, I believe, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and MGM was was wrong because Overboard actually didn't do very well at the time. Um, it's gone on to sort of have have a life, and as clearly Moonstruck has as well. But um, I don't think they 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 quite knew that they had had a real um, had a real little gem on their hands at the time. Yes, and it it's hard not it's hard not to to both understand why they might've felt that way, but also to not sort of feel like, did you watch the movie though? It was so good. But you know, you can argue that it might seem like a movie that has a bit of a niche appeal to it too, right? You know, I mean, it's, it, it, it and so I can, can understand why it might not have been seen as something that was going to be widely popular across all of the, you know, all of the, all of the US of A. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm kind of curious a little bit about the history, though, because we were talking about Overboard, which I'm assuming is also a romantic comedy that was released the same weekend. And so it would be interesting to think about 1987. We were in the midst of an economic downturn. Right? I'm not so sure about that. but I think we were. I think there was a small economic downturn just before the dot-com Maybe. Might, might, might have been. I think it came a little later than that, but. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, I always think, you know, you have two rom-coms that MGM is putting their bet on. This was my point. Perhaps there was a reason that those sorts of films were really successful. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just an, sort of an interesting thing to think about. Well. That being said, um, the one thing we have not yet talked about is maybe our all-time fa- favorite character in film. Who would that be? New York City. Oh, yeah. We, we just, you know, whatever we do, it seems like we, we end up back in New York in our movies almost every other week. It, it really does. And, you know, it would be interesting to know the actual percentage of films American films made based in New York City versus the number of films that we happen to self-select sure. um, that are set in New York City sure. because we sure. do seem to love the New York City films. Yeah. Um, but once again, I was, as always, so charmed by New York City, so charmed by the idea of going to a small corner Italian restaurant with white tablecloths. Oh, my word. What was I ever... And, you know, quite honestly, just really enamored with looking at the 1987 New York skyline. Replete with the World Trade Center. Right. What a different skyline that is today. Well, you know, New York City certainly was a character in this movie, as it is in so many movies. Um, but, you know, it, it certainly... Uh, that, 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 that's certainly the case. And it's certainly a movie that makes you long for being in a Italian restaurant and experiencing the energy of the city. And of course the energy of the family too, right? This movie offers so many of the things that we do not have right now. The, right, totally. the hustle and bustle of the city, the ability to congregate in a setting like in this movie, the, 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 the Metropolitan Opera, the ability to go to um, wonderful meals at neighborhood restaurants, um, 
and the ability to get together and spend time with family, sometimes too many family almost, <laughs> right? And, and, and these are, and for that matter, the ability to, to travel internationally, right? This movie kind of hits on like all of the things that we're not able to do um, or do in the same way right now. And so it certainly offers that. Um, it, it's kind of crazy to, to say, but almost that fantasy. Yes, absolutely. So movie fans, if you have not watched Moonstruck. Or you haven't watched it recently. I was going to say since the pandemic has begun. Do revisit it or enjoy it for the first time. Agreed. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Everybody's entitled to their thoughts. Everybody's entitled to their opinion.